everybody, welcome to another episode of Blockbuster Mentality, the show where actors, filmmakers, content creators, critics, movie fans come and dissect their favorite films with us. I'm your host, Ben. Really appreciate you tuning in once again. Before we get started, please not only subscribe to us on iTunes, but leave us a rating and review. Doesn't have to be long, just sentence or two. Takes you 30, sepi- ter- 30 seconds. 30 seconds? Uh, it helps us out a ton. Helps the show out a ton. We've been climbing those sh- charts. 30 seconds. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. One of these days after, you know, 200 and almost 50 episodes, I'll I'll be able to talk. I'll be able to talk on my podcast where all you do is talk. But I'm leaving that in. Greg Fitzsimmons taught me to just leave in your mess ups, you know, leave them in. It's real. And Dave loves it. Dave loves it when I do it. Dave doesn't join me today, but... I think you'll enjoy this show a lot today. Had a blast talking with Ari Spears. Might know him from his Mad TV days or his stand-up specials. We talk about his career, including uh, him being in Jerry Maguire. Uh, The movie he chose to break down was 2015's Black Mass, starring Johnny Depp. Very underrated film. We get into that and how uh, movies uh, he describes as man food. You can uh, hear him uh, clarify that some more in this uh, episode. So enjoy my talk on Black Mass with the great, hilarious Ari Spears. You're from New York? Yes. But you, so you don't even identify that you're born in Chicago? Born in Chicago, born in New York. Man, so that's that's how bad Wikipedia is, how bad IMDb is. That's just you can't trust the internet, I guess. Not at all, man. <laughs> not, not at all. Um, <laughs> uh, Mad TV. I mean, obviously, that's that's a huge part of your career. Uh, what? Uh, first of all, I have to ask: is there uh, is there like rivalry between Mad TV people and SNL people? Is that is that a thing? I don't know that there's a rivalry between a toddler and his father when they're slap boxing. Um, <laughs> you know, listen, man, Saturday Night Live has always been the bully on the block. You know, uh, even though I think there were there was maybe a period in time where people thought we were better than them in terms of content. Uh, I think they kind of hit a little bit of a lull, like a, a, a patch where they weren't really at its strongest point, but that's to be expected from a show that's been around for 40 years. I mean, maintain a high level of excellence uh, with that much consistency. I mean, you got to hit a low every now and then. Um, And plus, I just think that, you know, um, in terms of a generation, I think we were, we were, we were, the, the the sketch show for the kids of the parents that watch SNL because I get a lot of people that come up to me at my shows and go, man, I grew up on you. I was a kid when I was watching Mad TV. I was in high school or junior high, or I had to sneak away and watch, which of course makes me feel tremendously old. Um, <laughs> that the fact that I raised you, but you know, that's a compliment too. So, um, 
you know, again, I, I just think that when it when it when it was happening and when it was in its peak powers, um, demographically, I think Mad TV, you know, we 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 were we were a lot of people thought we were better than them. Uh, yeah. but still, um, how could you be better than than something like that? I mean, it's a it's a it's a pop culture television iconic show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you said, it was, you know, around for, you know, 40, 40 some years now. And yeah, it's, it's, it's iconic. But yeah, like you said, you know, people, you know, kind of grew up on Mad TV. And it's always been said about SNL, like, whatever, wherever you were in high school, that's your favorite cast. Whereas Mad TV, it seems like was, it spans more than that. You know, it's, it's, it seems like they were more consistent in with with that. Um, but like you said, I mean, everyone has their ups and downs in, in shows that last that long. So, but but yeah, I mean, kudos to you for having that run. Now I see here, I, tell me if Wikipedia is wrong again. You started uh, stand-up when you were 14? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's correct. Okay, that okay. We got one one on the internet that uh, that uh, was right today. Um, so you started in ni- nineteen eighty nine. That's actually the, not to make you feel old again. That's the year I was born. Um, what, what was that? You said the start. Of, I started what when? You started comedy when you were fourteen, which was around nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About eighty nine, ninety. Yeah. Okay. Shit. What's do the math. I'm 46. So uh, 46 to 14, 24, 34, 40, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, somewhere somewhere around there. So, I mean, how, how talk about that a little. Like, uh, starting when you're 14, like, how, how does that come about? Uh, you know, uh, I, 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 uh, I was born in 75, so I was an 80s baby. So um, SNL was the guy. Eddie Murphy was the guy on SNL in the eighties, of course. So he was my biggest inspiration. Um, and, you know, I just kind of, uh, heard through the grapevine that he started at 14. Um, and he, you know, he's from Long Island, New York, um, from New York, Brooklyn. Uh, I'm from New York. Uh, we both have the same birthday. So I kind of just took all that as fuel to kind of get into going, you know, he did it. Why can't I? So, uh, yeah, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie was responsible for that. Yeah, and you, you paid homage to him on Mad TV a, a few times. I <laughs> <laughs> got it. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, that's great yeah, to have the the cojones to to do that when you're 14 and just to to go for it. You know, like you said, if they can do it, why can't I? I like that attitude uh, for sure. Um, and then I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this uh, when you uh, when you landed uh, Jerry Maguire, which was you know huge film back when it uh, came out. Still, 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 you know, uh, in in the pop culture after all these years. Uh, how'd you how'd you land that one? What was that like? What, what was like? What was that like when you received a call you were going to be in a movie with uh, Tom Cruise? You know, cool. I, I um. I had originally auditioned for uh, Cuba Gooding's part. Uh, okay. So that was such a, a, a big part um, that the director, Cameron Crowe, really didn't think I was big enough name-wise, and I wasn't, uh, to, to carry something like that. You know, playing opposite Tom Cruise, 
even though Tom is one of the biggest, and at that time certainly was one of the biggest names in the business, uh, you still need someone to bounce him off of. Um, and Cuba obviously was the more established guy. Uh, but Cameron liked what I did so much in the, inter- in the, in the uh, audition, uh, especially my improv, that he said, look, I'm not going to be able to give you the role of the brother, just, I mean, of, of uh, Cuba because it's just too big. But I will give you the role of the brother, which is a smaller role because I want you in this movie. So he put me in the movie and put all the improv that I did and gave it to Cuba. Oh, <laughs> man. Unbeknownst to me. Yeah. Well, fuck it. I guess you got to take that to get in. Right. I mean, so, so no writing credit? You didn't get any writing credit yeah. for that? No. <laughs> not so much oh man yeah that's but that, i mean that's cool though that he you, you know you were good enough to do you know to say lines in the audition that cameron crow like kind of it stuck with him for for that role so that's awesome um and yeah to to work with the great cuba gooding jr and then you, you had scenes with regina king who's blown up over the last few few years it's uh yeah you've worked with some uh some some awesome people it seems like um now speaking of huge people uh we like to have guests on uh and have celebrities kind of break down a film with with us to you know just get their perspective on on the art form a little bit and why they like a, a certain certain movie uh and so speaking of big stars we're talking Johnny Depp's uh Black Mass uh that came out in 2015 uh now why'd you uh why why'd you pick this film you know, it's funny, uh, often on my podcast, when we talk about movies, you know, we like to refer to movies as man food, you know, like an old school, like, like TV, Swanson TV dinner. You know, you got your Salisbury steak, you got your mashed potatoes, of course, you got the vegetable, you got the starch, and then you got the, 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 the dessert that burns the hell out of your mouth because it never cools down. Um yeah. But, you know, it's man food, you know, and, and a good movie, action, mob, anything, explosions, fights, TNA. I mean, it's just man food, you know, <laughs> uh, and mob movies to me is always one of the go to's for man food. Um, and, and I just was like, you know, when you think about the, some of the best mob movies, of course, I think Goodfellas ranks as number one. Right. And toss it all up from to uh, American Gangster, to Donnie Brasco, to, to New Jack City, to Scarface. Uh, but I always thought Black Mass was one of those that was kind of underrated. Um, and, and, and Johnny Depp, spooky job oh. in terms of acting and the look. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought his performance was superb. And, and I enough people talk about that movie. I agree. Yeah, he is so menacing in this. Like, I don't know if it's the blue eyes they give him. Like those. Sh- that I was like the whole look. I, th- I think whoever did his makeup should have won an award because it certainly uh, was a depart. And you know, but Johnny Depp's always had a, a reputation for making movies with characters that are kind of weird and out of the box. Uh, but this one was really uh, autobiographical. I mean, it was based on a real guy. Um, but again, like you said, the look. He was menacing. Uh, you know, of course, the one scene in particular that I really thought would have, if there was an award winning scene, it was the scene where 
he's eating steak with the guys. And the one dude, he asks him what the secret recipe is. And the guy starts off by telling him it's a family secret, but then gives it up. And Johnny's turn from, uh, you know, you said it was a family secret and then you gave it up. Boom. Just like that. He goes, I'm just saying, just saying, but got me a stretch of Leavenworth. Just saying, I'm getting yeah. better real fucking quick. And then that pause, that silence, which I, I, I read somewhere by uh, Martin Scorsese. He, he talked about how silence builds tension. And he pointed to the scene from Goodfellas, of course, with Ray Liotta and Pesci. What am I, a clown? Am I here to amuse you? What do you mean? Funny how? And then, then just that drawn out silence between the question, funny how, and Ray Liotta's answer, it, it, it leaves you on the edge of your seat. So that turn from Johnny Depp of, of telling them, get you buried real fucking quick, silence, 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 to the laugh. Look at his face. It's a fucking recipe. I could care. I don't give a shit. It, it showed me two things. One, he was menacing. And two, if he wanted to, he'd have made a pretty good joker. Yeah, yes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine him as yeah. Joker? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Because there was always rumors of him maybe being Joker someday him being the Riddler or something that would uh, I would love to see that. But yeah, that whole scene. Yeah, because I mean, you're totally, you know, buying it that this guy could just go off just like the Pesci scene in Goodfellas like this guy. You don't know how to take him even even when he says he's joking you're still kind of like hey, yeah yeah totally <laughs> like just because he's so like he just commands that that present you know that attention from from everybody and they're just like I mean, shit in their if pants there was thing in terms of a critique if there was one thing that i probably could have wanted more of it would have been more of that violence from him you know because anytime he went menacing anytime he you know went there it was just fun to watch so i maybe wish there had been a little bit more of that you know i know i know originally we talked about uh we were going to talk about american gangster right which denzel hardly ever played. the only time denzel's ever played a bad guy is twice you know of course alonzo in training day and yep. frank american gangster and i and, he, and he's so fucking good uh denzel that i you know I'd love to see him do more of that. And I, and I loved American Gangster, but to me, there wasn't enough. I want to see him rip shit up. I want to see him slap motherfuckers around. I right. Gritty with it. Yeah, because, I mean, we get, you know, you get that one scene where, yeah, he just he ends up uh, shooting the guy right, you know, point blank in the parking lot. We get that. But, yeah, we don't really get anything else. We get that one scene where he, like, chokes the girl to death, which is more uncomfortable than anything. It's just like, oh, my God. God, like this guy's just lost it. Yeah, but that, but, but that that really was the only two parts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish I would have seen a little bit more of that, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just see him see him go off, and we we'd get more of that man food, like you like you called yeah. it. You know, <laughs> I might steal that. Um, <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, but yeah, are are you typically a Johnny Depp guy? I mean, this is definitely different from any uh, you know. I mean, I, like you said, he does. <laughs> Not really, because he does he does really abstract. Yeah. Um, and those movies never really, I never really gravitated towards those movies. I mean, you know, I, I liked, uh, of course, Black Mask. Another one where he kind of was playing a regular guy going through shit was, uh, I think it was called Nick of Time. Oh, yeah, Nick of Time, yeah. 
Um, And and those are the only two things I can recall where he was not playing, you know, some weird character. Uh, So I look, he's he's great at what he does. Right. Uh, The abstract work. He's great at what he does. Uh, I just prefer him a little bit more on the normal side. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it seems like after Gilbert Grape, he kind of went. Oh, yeah, just. Uh, I just mentioned it. Donnie Brasco. Oh yeah, Donnie Brasco. Yeah, yeah. He he, yeah. he definitely yeah. Another mob type movie or a mob movie. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely want, wish he would go more into those types of roles because obviously he's proven he can he can do it. And, and yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean this this film, yeah, it's it's like you said earlier, it's it's underrated for sure. Underrated performance from from uh, Johnny Depp. Um, the uh I, I I just find it intriguing too that you have the the FBI agent uh uh Joel Edgerton plays him um you know how how he is involved in this movie how he kind of uses Whitey Bulger to to you know to help him but at the same time he starts helping out Whitey it's like <laughs> like he he yeah, gets like, involved then that was a solid performance too and and. and- Speaking of great performances by, you know, uh, well-respected actors, Kevin Bacon's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. And he's, I wish he was in it more because yeah, he's, he, he played that part very well. You know, me and my podcast partner, we do this thing where we ask this question because I think in the business, there are some guys who are clearly movie stars, but they're not great actors. But then there are guys who are phenomenal actors but they're not movie stars. Then you have guys who are both. So we ask the question, actor or movie star? Like Stallone, Schwarzenegger, especially in the, you know, the 80s and the 90s, those guys are movie stars. Like blockbuster, summer, action, kick-ass, shoot-em-up explosion. But, you know, some could make the argument with Stallone, Copland a little bit, but and and I know he catches a lot of but still as Rocky, it's a great performance. But I think when you look at his body of work overall, Stallone is a movie star more than he is an actor. Schwarzenegger, a movie star. Keanu Reeves, a movie star. I mean, between the John Wicks, The Matrix, Speed, yep, great movies. That's the best actor. Yeah. <laughs> the flip side, Gary Oldman. Uh, what's my man's name? Jonathan Day-Lewis. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel, pardon. yeah. Day-Lewis, uh, Gary Oldman, Gary Sinise. Oh, yes. Great actors. But they ain't, op- they ain't, they ain't making blockbusters. Exactly. Guys who are both. Denzel is a movie star and a great actor. Pacino, De Niro, Movie stars, great actors. So I'm I'm asking the question, Kevin Bacon, movie star or great actor? Yeah, I mean it seems like when he he came came out at the beginning, he was getting to he was starting out as a movie star. But I don't even I th- know who it was though. Really? Great actor. But movie stars over yeah. Tom Cruise. You know, Will Smith, those guys star in their own movies and they open the movie. I, Kevin Bacon 
is always part of a movie. Right. A star that opens the weekend. I mean, with, uh, you know, Footloose, I mean, I, I, I almost want to say there's also a cat- category of heartthrob, <laughs> you know, I think he, he was kind of that for, you know, some girls um, back then, it, but he's a great actor. Maybe because of one movie. Right, yeah. For the whole span of his career, when has Brad Pitt not been a heartthrob? Right, exactly. It's not considered a heartthrob. Right. You know I mean? and, and it seems like... Well, that's more of a vanity thing, so I don't know that that has to be included. Cause, yeah, that's true. You know, I don't know if Pacino and De Niro are sex symbols, but again, their body of work, they they lead the franchise. They're the face of the movie. They can open a weekend, and they're phenomenal actors. Absolutely. What would you... I mean, I know you worked with him, or I don't know, did you have any scenes with him? But Tom Cruise, it seems like lately he's a movie star uh, more than... Uh, more than I think he's he's had great acting work, but where where, where would you put Tom Cruise at? That's tricky because with movies like Born on the Fourth of July, yeah, um, I'm trying to think some more of his more serious roles. Uh, I mean Jerry Maguire, Maguire, uh, uh, Rain Man, cops like a motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, but he's also a fucking movie star. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, he, he definitely falls under the, under the both. Um, yeah. it just, yeah, lately he's just been doing those blockbusters, you know, mission impossibles, the, you know, Jack reachers, all those. Um, but, but yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. You have movie stars, you have great actors. Some are, some are both. It's, it's, yeah. I like how you bring up uh, Gary Oldman because yeah, he's one of those actors who are, you know, is a phenomenal, 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 phenomenal actor. And, uh, but yeah, like you said, he's not selling tickets, you know, he's in those indie films that, you know, us movie buffs, us cinephiles, everything love, you know, but, uh, but yeah, not selling tickets, which is a great point. Johnny Depp, where does he fall? (laughs) I gotta say both because, you know, Blockbusters, all the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, that's movie star shit. But a great actor, again, Black Mass, Nick of Time, uh, Donnie Brasco. Um, yeah, he can act too, though. So I think he's both. Yeah. And and then uh, speaking of also great actors, um, uh, what's his name? He's in uh, this Black Mass Um Jesse Plemons, he is he is great. He's he um he's um at the very beginning when uh he's not letting the guys in the bar. Um, he's the first one that's yeah. He's been having some great parts the last few years. Um, you know he's not going to be a household name or anything, but yeah, he's he's going to be the yeah he's he's one of those where I can see winning you know an Oscar someday. Um, because yeah, I think he's. Yeah, phenomenal. What was my man's name? The one that died of a drug overdose um, was in Boogie Nights. Uh, Boom Man. Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yes. Yeah. Phenomenal actor, but was yep. never a star. Yep. Exactly, man. We could go all day with this. This is <laughs> it's it's because it's so interesting. Yeah, because you got you got the guys that can sell tickets, and then yeah, the the guys who are just great actors, and then the guys who are both, like you said. Um, 
But, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, again, like you said, Black Mass, underrated, total uh, something that, I think, yeah, Johnny Depp. I mean, he got, I think he might have got a, like a Golden Globe nomination, didn't get an Oscar nomination, but I mean, it's still just, yeah, an absolute f- phenomenal uh, performance. And I just love his, the kind of descent into like the things that happen to him. You know, he has, his son dies, then his mom dies. Yeah. And it just, you know, you can kind of see him going mad. I, I guess a lot of that wasn't true. Like he didn't actually. Uh, there, there were certain things, but you gotta, you gotta, you know, dramatize it a little. It's a movie, you know. You can, everything's not gonna be, you know, uh, up to par with with the truth. But we're we're there to be entertained, entertained for our man food. Be fed with our man food. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I, I also love uh, Corey Stoll, who was barely in this. He came in at the end. He was like the um, uh he was the ball he was like the one asking like why aren't we going after whitey bulger you know why why is this taking so long and and that's after joel edgerton you know has tipped off whitey about a couple things and two guys end up dead because of that and it's just like that that whole part is so interesting to me that yeah this this joel edgerton is he's he, he he just wants to bring down the north side of Boston because, you know, uh, Whitey's on the south side and he's getting benefits from Whitey. He's getting presents. He's got like a nice watch and he's, uh, he's, yeah. That's that one guy, I don't know his real name, but he played uh, when they were in the initial meeting as the guy who, who grew up with Whitey was explaining to Kevin Bacon why, sh- why they should use him as an informant. And there was the one guy with the dark hair and the dark mustache. Adam Scott. Yeah. Adam Scott. worked with him on a pilot done by Aaron Spelling that was called Crosstown Traffic, which was basically like a mod squad. Okay. Uh, He played the main killer in that pilot. Guy's phenomenal, man. Yeah. Wow. Him as a killer. Interesting. Yeah. Cause you know, he's, he's, yeah, he's not predominantly he's does comedy, but yeah, I would, I would like to see him as a killer. That's uh that would be very interesting. So obviously yeah. the, the pilot didn't get picked up, unfortunately, obviously. No, 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 no. Yeah. I like it. Only different if it did. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I mean, you, 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 you still, you still got uh, success. Something I meant to ask you earlier. I mean, the, the, the pandemic, obviously what, uh, how did that affect your gigs and stuff? I mean, obviously it, um, it affected it, but were you still going strong? Did it help your material? How did, uh, uh, you know, uh, it, like everything else, it was touch and go. Uh, I mean, I, I, I have, uh, addressed the elephant in the room to some degree, uh, joking wise in regards to it. Um, it's been a blessing and a curse because, you know, it, 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 when I, prior to it, I was on the road so heavily nonstop that the grind physically wears on you. So I needed the break, uh, but then the break was too long. So I needed to get back to work. Yeah. So it's been kind of a blessing and a curse. Were you one of those that did you ever do like the virtual uh, stand-ups or whatever? Did you ever do any of those? I am an old school purist. <laughs> I love uh, it. I'm from that Richard Pryor, George Carlin era, and I would never do anything as anything that homosexual. Uh, <laughs> joking, relax, woke people. Yeah, relax, uh, everyone. 
Yeah, there's no way I would ever do stand up without an audience. That's like sex without a woman. <laughs> I just I, I won't do it. You know, yeah. I, I know that some dudes beat off and mazel talk to you, but uh, <laughs> once you've had pussy, anything less than is less than. And yeah, I could, <laughs> I respect that because yeah, I was I was thinking that like I mean part of doing this is the rush you get by being on a stage, getting that audience interaction and everything like that. It's just like, how could that, you know, do, do you really you tell a joke? The laughs you get back is part of your timing. Yeah. So have no audience and you just talking to yourself essentially is what you're doing. It throws your timing off. Right. You know, I mean? you, you, know you, you time when to respond, how to respond based on the level of laughter and where it is, what to say next, what to improvise. So without all that, it's just a different game. Yeah. And I'm sure that was the, you know, same with Mad TV, you know, with the, you know, having a live audience and everything. I mean, that's always have a live audience. We would, yeah. we would uh, alternate weeks. One week we'd have four weeks out of a month, two weeks we do live, two weeks we didn't. And, and, the, and the two weeks that we didn't was because if we did sketches with heavy makeup where people had to be in the chair for three, four hours. And, and certain physicalities, you can't do that in front of a live audience. Right. So certain things you have to pre-tape, uh, which I like. I know I know, SNL was live every week. Right. Uh, but I think when you can pre-tape some things, it adds a different layer because you got a little bit more time to creatively craft what you want to do and you can get certain things off might not be able to get off if you always have to be live so you okay so because mad tv it didn't air live right it no, no. yeah yeah it was just in front of a live audience would you guys yeah. i mean would you guys ever redo a sketch or it was just what 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 happened in front of the live audience is what happened oh no 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 that's the beauty of not being live is that yeah you fuck up you can redo it on the spot yeah did you ever audition for snl no, uh, at the time I was doing mad, I know somebody from SNL had reached out to my people, but um, I think Lauren Michaels at that time had a rule that if you were on any other sketch show, you couldn't come to SNL. But then somewhere along the, the way, he dropped that, because I know Jeff Richards was on both, and, and, and uh, Tarum Killam was also on both. They oh. And then went over to SNL. Yeah, interesting. I mean, you, you might be able to count uh, Keenan in that. Keenan Thompson, you know, he did like Nickelodeon sketch. I wonder if that counts. <laughs> um, probably not. <laughs> I, I won't get you started on Keenan, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, I, I got some uh, rapid fire questions for you. But before that, is there anything else about Black Mass that we didn't mention that you wanted to wanted to say? Not really. I mean, it's a phenomenal movie. Um, if I could, uh, can I shout out my podcast real quick? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do uh, all that, my friend. Here's a Steinberg, the Jew and the Jerk. Uh, it's available on all streaming platforms. Uh, I, you know, I tell people, look, man, if you are tired of anti of, of wokeness, if you are anti political correctness, then my podcast is for you. We are straight, uncut Bolivian cocaine. Uh, we are alcohol during the prohibition era. Uh, people want to drink, man. 
People yeah. want to get loaded. They want to have a good time. They want to say what they want to say and be who they want to be as long as it's not malicious or with evil or hurtful intent. Uh, I think we should be allowed to be who we want to be. Uh, and that's what this podcast is. We don't pull no punches. We don't hold back. Uh, it's available on all streaming platforms, Google Play, Podbean, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or you could just hit me up in my Instagram under Aries Spears in my DMs and I'll send you the links. There you go. Which one's the Jew? Uh, <laughs> Steinberg. Okay. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure. So thank you for that. I mean, I've been speaking of wokeness, I mean, I, I, to me, it seems like peop- the woke people are louder, just they seem louder. I think there's less woke people than there is woke people, if that makes sense. Um, That didn't make any sense, did it? Um, I think just because of social media, it gets amplified. Mm -hmm. And I I think it's almost cool to be woke, where I think real people's feelings are, you know, let's not be offended by everything, but it's a cool thing to do right now. I mean, does that make any sense? Or am I just uh, talking about my ass here? (laughs) I think I think I think people are, are are wanting to be you know inherently be good people, yeah, and make the world a better place, uh, and that's all well and noble. Um, but let's I just I just go let's be careful about how we go about this because you know there's a reason for these outlets called comedy, radio, yeah. performance, sports, and, and these things allow you to escape reality for a certain amount of time. So that you can let loose. And again, the key, the key part to me, as long as you're not hurting anyone, uh, denying anybody any rights, treating anybody unequally, um, you have a right to, to, to feel and voice how you want to. I'm actually trying to write a bit right now about that because I think there's a big difference between having a moment where we all have human slip ups versus uh, a lifestyle. Right. So it, if what you do in terms of Jews will not replace us, if that's a lifestyle for you, that's a problem. Right. But making jokes or what you say in the privacy of your own home or around your immediate circle, if it might not be the most politically correct thing, that's your right to do. And that doesn't right. necessarily make you a bad person as long as you don't practice uh, a lifestyle of certain beliefs. Or or, sure. or, or or physically and, and, and you know, hurt people. Uh, we all say foul shit. Right. This is what we do, you know. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a great point because, yeah, I mean, it's you, you, you could make a mistake. You can say something that you shouldn't have said or, you know, do something that you shouldn't have done, but... It's about like, how, how you how you choose to live your life from that moment, you know, how yeah. you like choose. You're a guy and you're walking down the street and you see two dudes holding hands. If you yell at the top of your lungs for everybody to hear, oh, look at these faggots, that's a problem. But if you see yeah. two dudes and they're violently tongue kissing and you, not too loud, but more internally go, you're not wrong. You're not a bad person. <laughs> That's yeah. a natural gut reaction. Right. Something we ain't comfortable with. So, right. Oh, I'm just saying. There's a it. line. There, There is a line, but there's also, yeah, there's a time and place for everything. Don't be malicious, but just, yeah, be a good person and don't get so offended all the time. Right. I think that's the, the bottom line. <laughs> um, yeah. 
real quick uh do you have about uh, two minutes for not even for rapid fire questions there's like six of them you you ready for this my man mm-hmm. what is your go-to movie snack oh shit i don't have a movie snack i have a jesus and the 12 apostles meal <laughs> <laughs> i don't do snacks i do meals all right. So know, if you go to what about a movie theater? Like if you go to a movie theater, you can't bring a whole meal unless you're bringing like a well, bag well, of McDonald's. Well, 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 you know they got these studio movie grills now. That's you true. Pick your feet up, order a, a fucking meal like you're at Benigan's. <laughs> That's um, true. You know, listen. Like I said, man food, slice of pizza, hot wings, uh, any type, anything with bread is the bookends. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, you know, one of my favorite. I'm a New Yorker, and it's hard to get New. No, York. you're from you're from oh. Chicago. Nah, 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 nah. nah. <laughs> um, and a lot of places out here call themselves New York pizza, which is bullshit because it don't taste nothing like New York pizza. But there's one place called Mulberries here in Encino, and I mean, it's the guy is from New York, the owner, and he flies the dough in from New York, and it's phenomenal. So that's one of my favorites. Uh, another place called Hot Wings. Make great hot wings. So I'm <laughs> one of those. Okay. All right. There you go. Go-to movie snack is a plethora of things for Ari Spears. Okay. Ari Spears. I, I use dirty magazine pictures as napkins. <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, guilty pleasure movie or TV show? Oh, Sopranos. Really? It's a guilty pleasure? I, let me tell you something. I have my, some of my top favorite TV shows. Power, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, Snowfall. Now I'm on Queen of the South, Godfather in Harlem. Bar none. I might watch those shows again if I've already seen it. But I will watch. I, I watch Sopranos. It, it's, it's like a holiday for me. Yeah. I, I watch the whole thing. I, how could you not love the soprano but that's not guilty pleasure that's you know when that's you say guilty what do you mean i don't know something that is people wouldn't expect that you you watch or you know you find pleasure in but it's not necessarily something that would be in your demographic or like a chick flick sex in the city there we go that's what i'm talking and about I'm proud owner of the pink velvet all six seasons dvd set <laughs> That's one of my favorite fucking shows. I can watch to... four bitches all day. Oh, that's going to be a clip. Um, what's your favorite genre, musical or horror? You said what? <laughs> what what genre, musical or horror? Well, I'm heterosexual, so horror. <laughs> what do you like better, The Pest or Jerry Maguire? Oh, Jerry Maguire, even though The <laughs> Pest was more fun to shoot. I'm sure. Kubrick, Scorsese, or Spielberg? Mm, I don't know much about Kubrick. What is it? Kubrick? Stanley, uh, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, I don't know much about him, but between Scorsese and Spielberg, there's a great uh, documentary, uh, HBO documentary. It's almost three hours long about Spielberg. I love watching about the creation and the beginning of great geniuses and how they got to where they got to. Because no doubt, Spielberg 
is one of the greatest movie geniuses of all time. And just hearing his struggles on how he got from point A to B uh, and how the studios and the movie heads and the people that signed the checks should just get the fuck out of the way and sign the check and stop trying to make the gumbo. You're not a cook. You're not a chef. Leave the cooking to the chefs. There's a great documentary on Showtime called The Palma about Brian De Palma. Oh, yes, yes. I fucking love it. Because yeah. he is the, I don't want to say anti, because all of them were close. Francis Ford Coppola, Scorsese, Lucas, Spielberg, and De Palma. They were tight. But as, it, as much as the industry loves Spielberg, because he had a, a very, all his movies were very family-oriented, family-themed, safe. Brian De Palma was the opposite of that. And I, I, to this yeah. day, one of my favorite movies, Casualties of War. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, man. that's Badass in that. Oh. Yeah, another underrated... Un- underappreciated definitely oh, goodness yeah and uh yeah i don't know de palma he uh i don't know if it was in that documentary but uh uh he actually it was his idea for the opening crawl in star wars george lucas showed uh, him a raw copy of it and he was like i don't know what's going on and then he said like can you have something at the beginning that kind of explains it like <laughs> so this is how much i respect him because, you know, Scarface, when it originally came out, wasn't a big hit. It did okay. But then later it became the cultural, uh, what's that word? Uh, when something is... Uh, Zeitgeist or... Um, no, 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 no. When, when something is like, not, not like a, like a, god damn it. I don't have a thesaurus on me. Oh, like a cult. Oh, yeah, cult it, classic, it, yeah. Because of the rap community and the hip-hop community and... and Blacks and Hispanics. And he said that at one point, whoever made the movie said to him, would you mind, because it's so popular in the hip hop world, creating a hip hop soundtrack for it? He said, absolutely not. Because he wasn't a fan of hip hop. So even though hip hop resurrected it and made it what it is, the the, the cultural fucking uh, uh, cult iconic movie that it is, he's he's he stood his ground he said, yeah. no no absolutely not i love that yeah that's great uh a couple more here a uh, movie that inspires you wow uh i gotta say the rockies man yeah the great rockies, choice you know when 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 uh when he's willing to put it all away excuse me all away for adrian and he goes, uh, and Rocky, this, this is like what I call a dick hard moment. And Rocky too, when, when she wakes up out of the coma, and he goes, you know, if you don't want me mixing it up with tree, we'll figure out some other kind of way, you know? And she goes, here's what I want you to do. Come here. Yeah. Come here. Yeah. When? What are we waiting for? Let's take him. Oh! That is man food. Yeah. Every man needs to hear when the world when it's him versus the world. My my pants just got tighter when you said that all. So thank you for that. (laughs) It's uh, that actually your impressions lead me to uh, what was your what's your favorite impression you did on Mad TV? 
I never did it on Mad TV. Will Sasso did, but I did it later only because I couldn't get it earlier. Tony Soprano. Oh. You know what I mean? on with Uncle June and Johnny Shay. She's very bad for bitches. The only thing I care about is my kids. I don't want to age yet. I thought Hol- the wish, chill, Pauly, the fucking flying cabron, bro. Oh, wow. Wow. I, was, I wasn't expecting it to be good. I, I was just expecting you to like it. But wow, that was great. Are you excited for the new series? The, this or movie, actually, I think it is, right? Well, of course you are. Hammer down five inches. You'd see me with an erection. <laughs> Your pants got tighter as well. Uh, um, it busted through the jeans like it was the Hulk. <laughs> oh, I can't wait! And uh, yeah, I'm so it's so awesome that it's his actual son that's playing him. Yeah. So that's yeah. yeah, that's gonna be cool. Um, and then last one, uh, what's the first movie you think of when you think your favorite movie of the 21st century? 21st. I'm I, listen. I didn't. I I dropped. I dropped out of school and got my GED. So help me here. 21st century is t- 2000 to now. 2000. Now, my favorite movie? That's hard. Uh, first, first one that comes to mind. What, Can't year, be bl- what year was Training Day made? Oh, I think that was 2000. So I think, or 2001. So uh, yeah, I think I think you're safe there. Yeah. Maybe. All right. There you go. 2001 Training Day. And I just watched your um, uh, Denzel uh, skit you did on uh, uh, Mad TV right before the show. So uh, it was before he won the Oscar for Training Day. So there you go. That's how how long uh, uh, Ari Spears has been along around, folks. Not to make him feel old, but he's 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 a legend. He's a legend. But man, it's been an absolute pl- pleasure. I appreciate you finally, uh, you know, uh, tolerating my annoyance of bugging you to get you on the show. It's uh. Hey. Same way, man. Uh, this this Hollywood game is weird, man. I, I tell you, one one day I was leaving an audition in Studio City, and I'm in my truck, and I heard he was a fan of Mad TV because I know uh, he used her in the movie Ted, Alex Bornstein. Oh uh, uh, yeah. So I, she told us he was a fan of the show. So one day I'm 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 driving, and I'm at a stoplight, and this SUV pulls up next to me. And the windows are tinted where I can't see who's inside, but I can see enough to see that the driver is motioning me to pull my window down. So I pull my window down, and it's Mark Wahlberg. Oh. And he goes, and he goes uh, yo, yo, you a funny motherfucker, yo. You a funny motherfucker. And I was like, yo. I'm trying to hold my shit together. And I'm like, yo, man, I love your work, too, and blah, blah, blah. He said, man, keep doing what you do. You are a funny motherfucker. Wow. I was like, damn. (laughs) That, yeah, that's just, I mean, that's has to make your whole career right there. That's awesome. (laughs) Great story. All right. Uh, Well, yeah, man, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Definitely uh, get people to check out your podcasts and uh, your comedy, all that, anything. You're on YouTube everywhere. There's clips of you everywhere. So, if people. Here's uh, the Instagram blue check mark. Like I said, hit me in my DMs. I'll send you the links to the podcast. Brother, thank you. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming on. You got it, brother. There you have it, folks. Another episode in the books, another guest in the books. 
Ari Spears, what a pleasure talking with him. Hope to have him on again sometime. And hope you guys uh, continue to tune in. Hey, remember when I said to subscribe to us on iTunes? Do it. But not only do that, but leave us a rating and review. Again, only takes a couple seconds. I mean seconds. See, I still can't talk. I was doing that on purpose. It's um, comedy. I'm trying out uh, trying out comedy. Uh, but yeah, again, it does help the show out a lot if you just leave us a review helps us climb those charts uh let us know what you thought of this episode black mass what you think of black mass uh tweet us at blockbuster cast and instagram at blockbuster mentality that's where you'll get updates when new episodes come out and uh that's where we interact with you guys especially on twitter all right folks well that is it for me for aries i'm ben and as always grab some popcorn grab some snacks we'll catch you guys at the movies (laughs) 